We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is our journey into the Winklerverse. I've stayed pretty steady on the Tuesday shows, all right? So the few of you that are still enjoying it, uh, I've stayed pretty steady. I'm very happy about myself. There was one week with the snow and uh, being sick, no dice, but it's good to catch up once a week with everybody and uh, and talk about what's going on. I believe we have an mm-hmm, mm-hmm this week. I believe we will be back uh, with Bill's. Back from the Super Bowl, Coach Bills, Billsy. So we'll have that soon. But in the meantime, I just wanted to talk about some of these things regarding the Super Bowl and maybe some of the stuff regarding the Milwaukee Bucks and see where that um, takes us. Jake Carr's got the first comment. He says, finally, some Bart content that doesn't revolve around Brock Purdy. Actually, that is where I wanted to start. <laughs> I did. I did. I wanted to just real quick go through the teams that are in the NFL and who I would rather have. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the green Bay Packers. Okay. Who I would rather have be the quarterback next year on the green Bay Packers ahead of Brock Purdy. And I'll tell you right now, I would go Jordan love. I would go Josh Allen. So we're up to two. I would go Mahomes, three. I would go Herbert at four. Lamar at five. I would go Burrow at six. Stroud at seven. Um, I would go Dak at eight. Hurts at nine. Uh, and then for, like, for the Packers, I'd rather have Stafford. I'd rather have Goff. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence. So I think Brock Purdy somewhere is between uh, nine and like 13 or 14. I think he's somewhere in there um, in terms of where he is as a quarterback. And I don't think that that's bad. I think that that like that's good. So all of this fallout from the Super Bowl, there's a lot of discussion about um, Brock Purdy. There's a lot of discussion about Kyle Shanahan. I think Purdy, Purdy didn't do anything that like – he's going to be criticized for in the off season. He had a nice postseason. season. Uh, he had a, he had a lot of nice runs. He had a lot of nice game saving or drive saving plays. 
but he got outplayed by the greatest quarterback maybe ever. Um, and we'll talk about that if you want, but he didn't, I, I just think like my main thought of Brock Purdy. Oh, not Trevor Lawrence over love. I'm talking about over Purdy. I'm talking about quarterbacks. I'd rather have over Purdy to be on the Packers. No love is love is the best. I, there's a few guys that who would I have over love next year? Who would I have over love next year? Mahomes. I mean, I do love Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love. I, I think I'd only, for the Packers, if we're talking Purdy, a lot of people, if we're talking Love, that's a comment from Andrew. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, this is Love's team, so why would I? That's that's the flawed part of the argument, is why would I take Love off this team to put in another guy who's not on this team? So, that is where I go with that one. Uh, but yeah, Purdy, I think the main the main thing that I'm trying to get across with him is he looked better in the regular season than he did in the playoffs. Yet in the playoffs, he was still winning until the Super Bowl. I don't think there's going to be a lot. Like the, the main thing that I want to say about Brock Purdy also, I know I just said that, but the main thing I want to say about Brock Purdy is Niners fans love this guy. They think he's the next Joe Montana, the next Steve Young, maybe a combination of the two guys. They love him. Are they going to love him when there's a $50 million contract that's offered to him? Are they going to think the same way? Because with Jordan Love, I love him. And you want to pay him $50 million? Please. What a bargain. But with Brock Purdy, is he a $50 million guy? And will Niners fans feel the same? It's one thing when you have this, you know, so cheaply, but I, I don't know that that I don't know that they know the answer to that question. So that's just something I want to say. And also, let's not give him credit. Uh, he did not win the Super Bowl, so let's not give him credit for winning a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan is the one who's going to get a lot of shit. Kyle Shanahan's the one who's going to get a lot of shit. After uh, after this game, even though I don't think he like this wasn't his work of the of the many blown games that he's had of the many collapses in these big games. This was probably the least egregious. They didn't take any timeouts at the end of the first half. OK, he clearly doesn't have confidence in Purdy to lead a 45 second drive with no timeouts with Mahomes. You take you take those timeouts with Purdy. Uh, you wouldn't. And then the other thing is with the overtime period, again, it was the least collapsy. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the overtime period, we've got so little to, to go on. I don't, I, I, I think the answer is you want the ball second. I think that's the answer. Because you allow yourself the opportunity to have fourth downs and you allow yourself the opportunity to go for two and win if you want. Although you could still do that with the first, but then it's more risky. Um, but Shanahan's thinking was, I want the ball third. We'll score, they'll score, and then it's sudden death and I can win. That's totally rational thinking. That's totally rational thinking. Uh, you might have to change a little bit with Patrick Mahomes being on the other side. And 
it didn't work out for him. I mean, it could have worked out, but it didn't work out. I, I think because we have such a small sample size talking about the overtime, like it's the worst thing he ever did. I will, I will defend him for that. It, it was probably the wrong decision, but he had enough, like, I don't think that I'm going to hold, that's not what I'm going to hold against him in that game. I still um, want to champion the narrative that the guy cannot win in a big game for whatever reason. And it may have been the least collapsy, but for whatever reason, yeah, he can't win in a big game. So as far as the Super Bowl, uh, Chiefs won. I was happy about that. I'll play a voicemail from Spark Guy in a minute because um, I may have been a little hypocritical during this ride. But first, we've got a special appearance. I believe you are not on the – you're not on the uh, – what's the difference? Contiguous? Continental? Um, continental. Well, Hawaii is part of Contiguous is another word that can be used. All right. You're in Hawaii, right? I am in Hawaii. Last day. Flying back oh. overnight. Oh, well, what what, what took you out there, man? I, I, I have seen some of the IG posts. Have you? Yes, I'm very wow. envious of you. Thanks. Uh, welcome to my life. Um, that's an IG thing. Um, I'm just out here for vacation. You know, wife's always wanted to be here. Uh, we haven't done a vacation away from the kids. They're five and two, so kind of overdue. Um, so looking forward to seeing them. But just, uh, you know, just the first time out in Hawaii. Highly recommend. Uh, it doesn't feel like America. It feels like a mixture of Japan and the Caribbean. It's very strange. Very strange, um, but I like it. Um, will return. Not next year or anything, but highly recommend Hawaii. Um, Super Bowl is great. Watch the Super Bowl in the hotel room, much to my wife's chagrin. Um, started out as a terrible game, but ended out really great. Do you have the window um, open at least to like enjoy Hawaii? I'm on the balcony right now. Yeah, but when you watch the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yep. Yep. I, I mean, ocean view and everything, so I was basically just – just loving it. Um, love to see the Chiefs win. Um, love to see the 49er fans break their TVs all over the internet. Those have been great videos. Um, and really just ready, ready to move on from the Brock Purdy talk. Yeah, well, now we're into the era of the Justin Fields, Caleb Williams talk. Oh, I'd take that over the Brock Purdy talk any day. Now we're going to have two, two, uh, two months of that. That's fine. Anything that we can that we can focus on the Bears being terrible and still not knowing what to do or what direction to go, I'm all for it. I think they take Caleb Williams. They should. Now they I did should see always, today they noted social the whole media maven too. Kurt Benkert says that Caleb Williams is his QB two behind Jaden Daniels. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know who Jaden Daniels is. Oh, you should. Your Florida State Seminoles beat him week one of the college football season. Oh, LSU. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm done with college football forever. So um, that's right. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Uh, the whole draft preparation thing, because I'm just not going to know who anyone is. But that's that's a sacrifice you have to make when your team gets fucked over by the biggest bullshit in college sports history. To which I agree. I brought be, up be Florida State this. yesterday. I think on Rami's show I brought them up. I was Rami has a show. Rami and Drew, yeah, Rami and Drew. 
Who's paying Rami to do a show on sports? Rami's uh, working from the ground up, just like just like your boy. Oh, podcasts. Yeah. So he so he can so he can move across country for a twenty seven year old girl at the drop of a hat again. Um, he's not here to defend himself. Oh, okay. That's true, but you know, floor is always open. Yeah. Oh boy. So what else is going on, Bart? Well, have you been following the Bucks? Yeah, of course. They're winning now, I guess. Yep, Doc Rivers. I, I still don't understand how he was coach of the All Star team. Like he hasn't been coaching, and then we hire him, and then two days later he's the All Star coach. How does that work? He said he wasn't going to go, but I haven't heard any follow up on that, so it feels like he is going to go. Plus, they just beat the shit out of Charlotte and Denver, so now I feel like I know, yeah. Hey, why not? Now he deserves to go. Yep, I'm all in, all in on Doc Rivers. He's the doctor who's got the prescription to heal what ails us. What is something about Hawaii that uh, you would tell like a first time Hawaii visitor? Hey, here's something I wasn't expecting, but this is what you got to see or do. Oh, boy. That's tough. That's tough. I ask the Um, tough questions. You do. Um, I would recommend not eating at the Cheesecake Factory or Denny's like a lot of people around here do. There's a Denny's and a Cheesecake Factory around our hotel and they're jammed. Why? And it's like, I don't know. I mean, when I'm in a place like this, I would only eat seafood, which I've been doing mostly. Um, as you can see, there's an ocean behind me. So <laughs> call me crazy there. Um, definitely get into like the Paul, do like a Polynesian, like cultural experience. Um, because there's a lot of really cool um, history and cultural stuff that you wouldn't really think of um, as far as the islands and how there are other islands around here and how they all like work with each other and have taught each other things. And it's, it's a, it's a very different part of the world that uh, is a lot different than America. So don't just come for the beaches, try to get some culture and some history while you're here. I would, uh, if I ever go overseas again or wherever, I would hit up a McDonald's. I'm always interested about. Oh yeah, they have spam here at McDonald's and rice. What other uh, McDonald's are? Yeah. So. Well, I just wanted to check in. I got to get going, um, but it's great to see you. You look like you've lost weight. I'm not sure how true that is. Maybe it's just because I see you like once a month now instead of every day, uh, which makes me sad. But that's for another time. Happy no, for you. Keep going, Bard. Keep I got going. a new camera. Oh. And well, I put I put the thin filter up to twenty. They say they say the new camera takes off ten pounds. Yeah. Okay. That's true. I'll talk to you soon on the night show, Bart. I tried to call in the other night, and the guy was like, "Can you call back in twenty minutes?" I was like, "Yeah, I guess," and then I didn't. Well, it's packed. We had packed lines. I know. I know. So I'll try another time. I've been trying. All right, buddy. All right. Take it easy. Man Love it. Uh, appreciate his time. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, 
the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He was asking about Rami's show, and here is Rami Makhlouf. Hey. Should I send a link to your computer? Would that be better? No, this is fine. Is this working? I bought a new little. I bought a new little tiny mic that I can connect to my. Those are iPhone. called lavalier mics, Rami. I like to call them little tiny mics, and uh, so I can connect it to my iPhone. I'm testing it out on your show because I I don't want to test it out on my show if it goes wrong. We call them lav mics for short. Oh, I'm sorry, Ms. I'm I'm in the industry. Well, I was in I was in TV. If you didn't know, I'm a I'm a national radio host, and I I worked in television. Hmm. Uh, it sounds good. Your other mic sounds really good, oh, but that you. sounds that sounds exactly what you need for that mic. Oh, good, nice. All right, I'm glad it works. I'm glad it works. So I was on uh, with you and Drew yesterday, and I, we ended up talking about Marvel for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was gonna bring it up, like you know, I had I had little notes on what I wanted to talk to you about. I don't take the most detailed notes. I write down every question. I like a conversation to sort of free flow. But I was gonna bring I had to bring up Marvel because I and I was about to watch. I ended up not watching the Marvels last night, but I was planning to watch the Marvels last night. I know you and Drew have like polarizing opinions on the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and so I thought it might, it might make a good few minutes. It ended up making a good thirty five minutes. Basically, to sum it up, and you can catch the podcast wherever you get yours. Yes, sir. Rami and Drew. We we feel like they kind of just like overlooked that there was a blip that took out five years of people, uh, and it's bullshit. And more shows need to talk about the blip. I don't know, I don't know how you all expected them to handle that. Like it's an unprecedented with the tragedy that it is. Instead of like, oh, everyone comes back and three months later, Shang Chi's just hanging out in San Francisco like nothing ever happened. Well, what would we do? What would we do? We're all going to stop our lot. Like, what would we do? We would eventually, like, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy stuff happens all the time. We just had a pandemic. Millions of people died. We just go on with life, don't we? We don't sit here and like, oh, man, all these people are gone. No, we go. It's sad. We we mourn. You know what I mean? And then, and then we go on. Same thing would happen with the blip. Someone called me last night on the show, and we had a nice sports talk for five minutes like a real engaging call with a caller and then he goes well one more question so kelsey's taking 20 million dollars from pfizer (laughs) and i'm like i say 
I say thank you for the call, sir. But on what planet do you think I want to talk about that? <laughs> I got hired to do a sports show. No, you would want to get into politics. He's like, that's not sports. No. Uh, Cone Roller's here. Cone Roller. Afternoon. Well, how you doing, bud? I'm good. I'm buzzing after the Chiefs Super Bowl. Love it. Oh, I'm I'm on cloud nine. So, you know, you're ripping on the Niners. You're getting a lot of flack for it. Aren't you doing exactly what Bears fans have done to the Packers for years after heart, heartbreaking playoff losses? I already made this point to him, Cone Roller. I've already said this to him. He's a I am, but and he doesn't hide from it. I am, but I will justify. Like, here, here's here's the Bart spin on what I'm doing. Bears fans look forward to watching the Packers lose. Yes. Okay. You look forward to that. Yeah. I don't know that the Niners are going to lose. You know the because you know the Packers are going to lose. So you look forward to it. I don't know that the Niners are going to lose. I can't like. I just when they went up ten nothing, dude. I was screaming shit in my house. I don't know the Packers are going to lose any more than you know the Niners are going to lose. Yeah, I was going to say I think the Niners we've seen over the last twenty years they're just as big of losers as the Packers. Just one round later, usually. Yeah. No, I I totally see the hypocrisy in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wow, the first ever dab cough. I was just going to say, bring the dab back. It was a sneeze. It was a sneeze, all right? Oh, are we uh, Adam. Are we supposed to sneeze into our elbows? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's all I was doing. Adam wants to know the story behind the bag uh, for Cone's head. Uh, Cone does not show his face, and I like it that way. And Cone, Cone's got a very handsome face. I'm just like one of your girls, Bart. That's the, that's the whole story. That's the whole. Well, there's story. been there's been times where he's been like, "I'll do an unveiling if this happens." I say Cone, but I don't think any of those things have ever happened. Yeah, it's always it's only been for any Wisconsin sports championship in the last three years, and got nothing. Yeah. Got nothing to show for it. Um, maybe we are doing the world a disservice by not showing your beautiful dome. I mean, I'm thinking maybe I should go with the bag look. Nobody wants to see this. Um, yeah, I'd say you're on the fence between bag or no bag. Maybe do a plastic one, Rami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keep it there for a while so you really know that it looks good. <laughs> yeah, just give it give it a try you know mm -hmm. don't judge it right away put that plastic bag out and give it a try i don't know cone i don't i don't i don't want to be a guy who watches the playoffs when my team's not in it and cares how the result is but i am and but i i don't get how i i thought when you know the niners went up 10-0 that the the chiefs were always in that game and for the most part, I thought they were always going to win that game. Like, they're the new Patriots. You never can count them out. They have this weird magic, Brady luck, whatever, magic in a bottle, whatever you want to call it, that they just have. And that's how it's going to be. I think, you know, it's obviously a dynasty at this point, but how many more are they going to win? Three, four, five? I mean, Mahomes is 28 years old. Honestly, well, no. Bart, when they were down 10, I was thinking they, 
they should be down more. Like I, I that, that's oh why yeah. I, I was I was sitting there going the 49ers are are fucking up by letting them hang around in this game as lopsided as as the first half was, and you let Patrick Mahomes hang around for a half of football where, where they're just getting outplayed. And you're you're tempting fate, and 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 you found out exactly why there at the end. Yeah, and so now there's just going to be this goat conversation, of course. And, and I think uh, the way to look at it is, if all these guys were the same age, in their prime or whatever, who do you want? I would take Mahomes over Brady. Yeah, there are a lot of guys I take over Brady. But Brady is the unquestioned goat because he <laughs> won seven. And he beat Mahomes. That's always going to be the thing. I don't and thank think- God he did for Brady's sake. He'll oh, always yeah. have, he'll always have those trump cards. Because if Mahomes, if this would have been his fourth, Brady would have six. Mahomes beat Brady. It's over. It's yeah. over. But isn't there more than that we can do than just count rings, man? I've been beating this drum for a long time, like, and especially in foot in basketball. If you want to count rings count rings because one guy can almost single-handedly not not entirely single-handedly but like a lebron or an mj or a kobe or Giannis, these types of guys can single-handedly carry their team to contention and championships i know quarterbacks have more of a fingerprint on football games than anybody else on the football field but a lot has to go right in a game where you have 11 guys on offense 11 guys on defense four different special teams units you know what i mean patrick mahomes was able to stay in that game because of a blocked extra point and a punt bouncing off a guy's heel you know what i mean that that's and and tom brady got a lot of a lot of games like that where he had to only put up 17 or 21 points to win because he had great defenses and real good special teams all those years and a great head coach in bill belichick I kind of do the same thing that you do, Bart, where I say, you know, in their prime, who would I want? I, I, I'd frame it this way when it comes to Tom Brady specifically. Tell me what Tom Brady does that other great quarterbacks can't do. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Well, the answer is win. The answer is win. No, but that's what the Patriots do. Tell me what Tom Brady does. But didn't he t- kind of break that when he went to Tampa and got them a ring? Yeah, and he had a great defense. Yeah, Tampa team was pretty good. I mean, they yeah. they won nine games with Baker Mayfield this year. And that's not a knock on Tom Brady. I always also beat the drum of great players usually have great players around them and great coaches. You know what I mean? Tom Brady is a great quarterback, but to just count rings and say he's unquestionably the GOAT, I think is simplifying the conversation too much. I really do. There, there are a handful of guys that I would take over Tom Brady. At least a handful of guys that I would take over Tom Brady. I'm going to play a voicemail from Spark Guy because it touches on both of, for 90 seconds, but it touches on both of these things. I got to jump. It on the, get back to work, but all right, Cone. He left it on the Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART-2278. It still works. Uh, also want to thank Dan Shaney for sponsoring the YouTube stream. As always, I am fully switched. I'm with Dan Shaney 100. Um, and I just got a message from a guy who said he switched over to Dan. Um, 
another guy named Matt. 700 a year he's saving with Dan Shaney. So check that. Wow. On the insurance. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Here's Sparka. You want to sponsor another podcast? You know, I was thinking about asking and uh, maybe seeing if uh, <laughs> if we could pay it forward. <laughs> so far, I've only spent money. Like I think, like this mic. You know what I mean? There's been no. It's been all. It's been all expensive. No income. We're in the red, Bart. Or is it the black? I don't know. I've never run a business. You're in the red. Okay. <laughs> You're in the red. All right. wanted to call in post Super Bowl, make a couple points. First off, congratulations on the Niners' loss. I'm happy for you in that regard. You will not hear me comment on this being the Packer fans' Super Bowl and your excitement. If you're honest with yourself, yesterday you were filled with a lot of positive emotion. And, uh, deserve that. And I think that uh, you should recognize what it was. A real great sports moment for you. So I'm happy for everybody. The Niners lost again, and you get to enjoy that. Uh, other part I'd say is that you want to talk more about the Chiefs. Everyone getting on board now where Mahomes is the indestructible champion, and he'll now win eight straight Super Bowls. I think people are underestimating uh, a little bit what Andy Reid had to do with that, and how Andy Reid has really overcome things like Matt Nagy being there. I, I'm pretty sure he took over a lot more responsibility the last few weeks, and it showed. Um, what does Mahomes look like without Reed? I think people look back at the Brady thing, and they say, you won, what, seven Super Bowls? Oh, unbelievable. He had a 10-year drought. He had a 10-year drought. People forgot after 04, we had the same talk with Mahomes, and the NFL is far too fickle for that. So we will see now that uh, the psyop of, of – Travis Kelsey and, and Taylor Swift, or as a friend of mine said, is Travis Kelsey, um, is over if the NFL pushes it. But I think preordaining all these future championships to KC is, is a little premature, and I go out on a limb to say we uh, we may not see as many as other people think. So that's all I got for everybody. See ya. Uh, regarding the Chiefs' like future, um, there were those like speculative reports that Andy Reid could go out into the sunset. Uh, if you're Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes, you never retire. Like you no. just, you you let like a like hire Bietemy back and make him the de facto coach or whatever. Just you never leave that uh, spot. Even and I, I don't think that he's anywhere near not wanting to coach. But even yeah. if it, if you even if he was like 75, because I think he's 66, uh, you don't retire as long as you have Mahomes, who having him sit a year did pay dividends. Okay. Um, also, when they traded for him, Reed had worked in Green Bay, as we know, and thought that Mahomes could be a Favre, but smart, I think was the, the quote. Like, a Favre <laughs> doesn't make mistakes. So I want to I ignore kind of that question, sorry. But since you're of the Bears fandom. Yes. And this is the pivot now. Yeah. Because you are on the clock. Thank you. Uh, and if you didn't hear earlier, Kurt Benkert. Noted backup quarterback. I saw that, actually. I sent that to a, a Bears group chat that I'm in. Well, so if you watch Mahomes, and this Bears generation, this is this is new people. 
These aren't the people that made the decision to go Trubisky over Mahomes, which you got to get Trubisky to the Chiefs. Blaine Gabbert's contract is up. He could be the backup there. Matt Nagy's there. Oh, it would be tremendous. Um, but if you're the Bears and you watch, like, you watch a guy who did pretty good in the postseason, got his team to Super Bowl and Brock Purdy, but you also watch him lose to a generational all-time great in Patrick Mahomes. And if you have the chance to get that guy, I think you absolutely have to get that guy. So what I've been saying is I think it's the most likely scenario that they draft Caleb. I think the next likely scenario is they trade and just get a haul. And then you have Fields and DJ Moore and you get Marvin Harrison out of this. Um, you know, maybe sign a running back. I don't see a scenario where Justin Fields is there and Caleb spends a year under him. But when you see what happens with Mahomes, it, that year he got not starting. Yeah, but how, this, much that, how much of that factors in? So where do you see the Bears two months out? I hate that last idea. I saw Jeff Saturday throw that idea out there on on, uh, on one of the morning shows this morning. I don't know. And the whole panel agreed with me and was like, that's a terrible idea because this ain't Alex Smith. There are guys in that locker room that love and believe in Justin Fields. When yeah. Patrick Holmes was being groomed to be the next quarterback, everybody knew. Like, Alex Smith was on his way out. He was a placeholder till Mahomes was ready. There are going to be guys in that locker room going, no, Justin is our guy. And that's, that's a problem. This is not the same situation as that. I'm of the camp of keep Justin Fields and, and sink or swim with him because, Bart, I'm just – like you, you brought up we've we've brought up Patrick Mahomes a number of times. If Patrick Mahomes was drafted by the Bears instead of Mitch Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes would be on his second team, probably looking for his third team and trying to hang on to a backup spot. Where you end up matters. Patrick Mahomes ending up with Andy Reid and not John Fox, followed by Matt Nagy is is a big reason why Patrick Mahomes ended up being who he was and why Mitch Trubisky ended up being who he was. That's not to say Mitch Trubisky would have been Patrick Mahomes. They both had different ceilings. The difference is we saw Patrick Mahomes' ceiling. We never saw Mitch Trubisky's ceiling because he was part of a terrible organization. And yeah, technically, these are different people, but it feels very much the same. You got a lame duck coach and Matt Eberflus, one year left on his contract hasn't won dog shit in the two years that he has been there. It's probably on his way out. You're going to bring in a new coach who's going to inherit this quarterback that was the last guy's quarterback. It probably won't be good enough for a year or two. You'll fire Ryan Poles, the general manager. You'll bring in a new general manager. You'll have a quarterback and a coach with question marks hanging over their head. To me, it's much easier if you just go into this thing with Justin Fields, who I think has the potential to be great, but maybe has already been broken by this terrible organization. And then either you succeed with him and everything is great and everybody is happy, or you fail with him and you fire everybody. You just go scorched earth. Fields is gone. Eberflus is gone. Poles is gone. You finally have a president who picked his GM, who picked his coach. They're all on the same page about the quarterback. And we move forward as a unified front instead of this bullshit stepping stone ladder thing that we've seen with the bears for decades now. Well done. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, that's why I don't understand why they kept Eberflus. 
That and if they if they fired Everflus, I might be in the camp of draft Caleb Williams. I might be. Like, okay, now Poles picks his coach. They're both on the same page with a new quarterback moving forward. The defense looked good last year. Maybe there is something here. Do you want but Fields? With, but with Fields, but with 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 Eberflus sticking around, I just don't understand going and getting another quarterback when we're prop. And honestly, Bart, I look at this and I've said this to my Bears fan friends, and I get accused of being the wet blanket. I don't see how the Bears, assuming Kirk Cousins goes back to Minnesota next year, barring major injury. I don't see how the Bears are not in last place in the NFC North next year with Matt Eberflus as their head coach. I'm already ready to say that, regardless of what happens in wow. the draft or free agency. I just don't see how they catch. Every other Bears fan I know is at least faking optimism. You're just right. You're just not even willing. I don't know how you how you catch the other three teams, any of the other three teams in the division with that guy as your head coach. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I could be wrong. I could be shocked. I hope I am. I want to be wrong. So what do you want them to do? Uh, trade the first pick, uh, get Justin Fields more help than, than he has now. And then, uh, and, and you'll get draft picks in the future, which is, which is my, which is my point. I think you'll get a bigger haul for that first pick in terms of future picks. And yeah, I know Caleb Williams is like the greatest thing ever right now. There'll be guys that are the greatest thing ever in a year or two from now. And you'll have a stockpile of draft picks from another team. And if it doesn't work, You'll have your own high draft picks as well in a year or two if the Justin Fields thing doesn't work. And again, clean, fresh reset for everybody with lots of valuable assets and resources to move forward. What do you think they will do? I think they'll probably draft Caleb Williams and uh, keep this fucking revolving door going of GMs who didn't pick their coach and coaches who didn't pick their quarterback and presidents who didn't pick any of them. And uh, we'll just keep on doing this bullshit, and uh, I will suffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Can I ask you a question about the uh, team on your shirt there? Sure. Yeah. But first, I do want to thank again, Happy Place Hemp. HappyPlaceHemp.com. The promo code is BART for 25% off all your orders. Now, they have teamed up with 1840 Brewing. Oh. Yeah, our guy Marty over there. Oh. They have a seltzer. And uh, I had it. I drank one before I went to the Bucks game on Friday. It acts a lot quicker than a gummy does. Really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, and people were like. Now, is this, uh, I don't know anything about this stuff, but I'm just throwing out terms that I've heard other people use. 
Uh, is this CBD or THC? What are we talking about here? The THC, there's 10 milligrams. Oh, huh. and, and CBD hmm. in the seltzer. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. There was this guy that came in, and so we had this like we sat in a box where it's oh. like not like not there's there's a room upstairs where you can rent out and have food, and there's a bartender in there. Sat in a box. Yeah, we ponied up. I still owe the guy. <laughs> I was gonna pay him after the casino, but oof, Pato got me hard. So um the guy, this this like security guy comes in, and it's like 20 of us dudes, and he goes, What do you think I can get you? And I go, Yeah, how about some ladies? And I, I start saying all these like like things I would never say. And then someone's like, Why are you acting different? I go. Oh, I had a seltzer. <laughs> oh, okay. Makes sense. Because I was like, what am I doing? I even, what do I, why did I say that? <laughs> me. So that's my, that, that's my personal endorsement. <laughs> great endorsement. That's great. I'm just this. telling you, I just tell you what I use for a product and what it does. You had a suite and there were 20 of you there? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It's way up top. I remember when I had a, uh... I watched most of the game on TV. This was the Bucks game against the Hornets. Pat Bev. I did see Pat Bev come in. I saw his first three. I remember a few years ago, I got a VIP room at a bar for some Bucks playoff games and even the finals. And, uh, you were there, right? You were invited. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. I invited you, right? Yeah. We sat next to the guys from the game and they didn't look at me. Hmm. Um, happyplacehemp.com promo code Bart. Did you see what Pat Bev did last night? Are you just gonna move on? Okay, yeah, I saw what he did last night. Oh, funny, and M Shark just brought it up. So Barstool, there was they're doing this thing where they were trying to make forty-one free throws in a row, and they had different qualifications who had to shoot when, and they started at like four in the afternoon on Monday. And I was like into it. I was like watching it. It was exciting. And then uh, they said, Pat Bev's coming. So this son of a bee pulls the Craig council where he's done working uh, in Milwaukee and then commutes to Chicago or vice versa. Craig council, I guess. From Chicago. Why does it bother you that like athletes and uh, coaches and stuff are like are real people. And even when they move out of their hometown, they still have ties to their uh, hometown. They have like family and friends there and places that they love and mean things to them. And they have homes and no, that doesn't bother me. So like what is this, this specific it? thing bothers me? The what? This specific instance of council bothers me. Why? He's from Milwaukee. He's because a- he said he was one of us. He is. Not anymore. Yes, he is. He is not. He left us. He willingly chose to leave us. But also, stay. And now this bastard showing up courtside at all these basketball games. He's a Bucks fan because he's from Milwaukee. Well, he was a Brewers fan his whole life, too. Yeah, but that's a job. It's a good job. I don't know. I was still one of you when I left. Sacramento and Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And the next time I leave, I'm still one of you. 
No, you're in that weird spot on the border where like neither state claims you. <laughs> By the way, I'll be on 670 the score this Sunday from uh, noon to three down there in uh, in Chicago land. And you can catch it up here in uh, in the Milwaukee parts. Radio signal strong enough. Catch me on 670 the score noon to three this Sunday. Are you going down there? Uh, no, because I'm going to do it from here because later that evening, Bart, I will be on the Keg Stand-Up Comedy Show live from Lakefront Brewery. Get your tickets at MilwaukeeComedy.com. Be pulling a doubleheader that afternoon. Uh, first radio and then, uh, and then a little comedy. So come check it out. It's a great show. Uh, you know, it's Lakefront Brewery, so beer. They have really good food. It's always a packed room, like 200, 250 people they put in there. It's always an awesome show, so come check it out. MilwaukeeComedy.com. I was talking to somebody. Um, I ran into them at the Foxhole in Shorewood, new restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they said, hey, I've been listening to you at night. And I said, excellent. And he goes, the crazy thing is, I can't get you on 1250s signal. So I get you on 670s signal. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> and then he goes but while your voice is clear on 670 there's also like the bleeding in of a little just like classical music oh that's great so it's you you sound tremendous you should incorporate that into the show yeah just talk under music the whole time yeah classical music specifically yeah so I was, so that so that was nice so uh i think the score has been taking us at 10 at night yeah they do have an evening show because they go evenings till nine horvat show goes from nine to ten and then uh, just on the score and then uh they pop over to cbs after that how'd you sons of bitches end up on the score every day and not me (laughs) (laughs) because we backdoored it that's the station I grew up listening to, and you sons of bitches, you. Because we backed door. Horvath, Horvath had to move his ass to D.C. just to get an hour on the floor. <laughs> I, I gotta stay up all freaking night. <laughs> that is true. That Man. is true. It's not like it's Winkler and Horvath, you know, eleven to three here, prime time afternoon <laughs> drive. It's. After Parkinson Spiegel or before Parkinson Spiegel, it's Corvat and Winkler. Yeah, I did the the they do that Super Bowl thing. I saw that. Yeah, that's that's cool that you got to be a part of that. That's a very cool segment. Those guys do. I said that I was their free square because I'm always a number to pad the stats. I'll always say yes. I'm more eager to do it. Um, Shane <laughs> called me. He's like, "Hey, you're on. Uh, you just got to finish after Jeremy Roenick." I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> All right, Chicago, that was Jeremy Roenick. Now here's this dumb asshole from Wisconsin. <laughs> it's like every once in a while at, at an open mic, like a real, like actual professional, like somewhat famous touring comedian will show up. And you just, because, you know, it's not, an open mic is not lined up in the order that you would line up a comedy show. It's just people go up when they go up and you'll, you'll have to follow that person. <laughs> and people are not excited to see you. Like the, the evening has peaked. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do you just go up and do your thing i always try and look at it as ride the momentum you know what i mean even though at first they're going to be looking at you like you're not that guy 
that energy is still in the room. And if you can, uh, if you can just like break through the wall and, and ride that, then, then, then you'll be all right. That's all it's my mindset. But you gotta like, like who's a comedian I could say? Sebastian, what the fuck's his name? Everybody likes him. And Galco. Yeah, I'm not into him. I like him. I like him. He's from. He's, he's just like he's always like, yeah, that's not how we did it. <laughs> <laughs> right. A lot of his act. That is a lot of. Well, his then act. if you were to follow him, is the strategy do a minute or two on just hey he was great oh I hey I like or is it just like. So cheesy bread, you know. Um, <laughs> is that? Hold on. If you thought about doing stand up and your first idea for a joke has to do with cheesy bread, is that why that just subconsciously came out? Do you have a cheesy bread bit that you're dying? You with? have a cheesy bread bit. <laughs> um, I was recruiting your own bit. Oh, I don't do that one anymore. Ah. Yeah, because that was from a. Uh, a past part of my life, Bart. <laughs> Why don't you do a Seinfeld CD? I'm telling you for the last time. Where you do all your old bits. <laughs> what a, and and put don't don't be like, hey, here's my SoundCloud. Make an actual fucking CD and try to sell it at shows. No, you know what? I have I, and hey man, I don't know. I don't know what works. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna get you get you that Netflix special or have you go viral in this, in this comedy game. But I do have friends and people I know that like, well, they'll put out a special on YouTube, like an hour, like an hour long set. And one of the rules in comedy is like, once you put out a special, that material is burned. Like, you don't, you don't don't go to, you don't go to clubs and and shows and, and keep doing that material. And I'm like, Hmm, I I think I'll hold off on doing the special. I don't know. Until until there's some money in it, I think I'm gonna hold off on on doing the special and burning an hour of my material. I don't I, I don't have enough to be burning an hour of my material and and never do it again. I think uh you're you're not gonna get a Rami Makhlouf special for a minute till somebody offers something for it till somebody wants it and will sign a check for it. I don't think I'm putting out a special. I think I'd rather save that stuff to go out and perform it. Some comedian at one point, it's always stuck with me. They're like, if you tell a joke, no one ever wants to hear you tell that joke again. Yeah. But if you write a song, like people listen to a song on repeat for two hours. You know who said that? Hmm. Sebastian Maniscalco on the Howard Stern show. No, I heard this like in 99. I don't know. No, 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 no. I Because Sebastian Maniscalco notoriously will still do material from old albums and old specials. And that's and that's his reasoning is if if I was a musician and I wrote a great song, I'd go do shows and people would want me to play that song. So if I write a great joke, don't people want to hear that joke? I would think so, but then again, I went to Jim Gaffigan once and while it was a great set, it was also, oh, I heard him say that on that show. I heard him say that on that. I heard that in this bit. I heard, like, it was like I heard, oh, I mean, it's still great to go see him. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I support live entertainment. I saw Dave Chappelle. Um, do we still like Dave Chappelle? Are we all, are we okay with Dave Chappelle? I saw him, whoa. <laughs> 
to do you had to drop out of the show because I mentioned Dave Chappelle. You well now I can't I can't be Patton Oswald here and be seen with you. <laughs> but I saw it was a long time ago, all right. This is before we canceled it. Uh, I saw Dave Chappelle at Carthage College of all places, like in their cafeteria before he did his first special for Showtime. The uh, I think it was called Killing Me Softly. And then I saw the special and it was like mostly that same hour. And that was the first time I realized how comedy works. That these guys go around telling the same jokes over and over and over again and like refining them and reworking them and tweaking them until it's ready. And then they, they put out a special, but they're telling the same jokes basically over and over again until they, till they master that joke and, and an overall like hour long act. That's when it thought I was like, Oh, that's. Whereas if you're in radio and you're doing four hour shows every night, you need four hours of fresh content off the top of your dome every night. Every night. Yep. Like, I would love to play the hits. <laughs> I would love to just tell the toilet wing story tonight. <laughs> did you ever think like, man, why did I pick this like genre of like, why not? Why didn't we just introduce songs, Bart? Why didn't we just go somewhere and introduce music? That's I was doing that and I left to do this. You guys get paid fine. Those guys and girls get paid fine money. To just say, here's Taylor Swift on the mix or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, it really chaps my ass when they don't even tell you the song that's coming up. (laughs) Even if you have the technology on your radio or you can Shazam it. If you're a DJ, you can't just go into one song and be like, all right, hey, it's uh, Big Rick here. Holy man, we got a lot of snow. You know, today is National Tell-A-Friend Day. I'd like to tell you about... Ah, uh, Napa Auto Parts. And then the beat drops. Because <laughs> hitting the post is one of the finest joys you get. <laughs> it is an art. It is an art to hit the post. There's no doubt about that. Do you have any Bucks thoughts? Uh, I know uh, Rami and Drew will be live tonight after after that Bucks game. Did you see, we were talking last night after the game because it was Giannis versus Jokic. Yeah, I didn't see that blowout coming. That was pretty unexpected. The what coming? Them blowing out the Nuggets. Oh, yeah, yeah. But after that game and Giannis's performance and outplaying Jokic, I said this has to move the needle on the MVP debate, right? Because I do feel like Giannis gets shorted and they almost look for anybody to give the MVP to other than Giannis. And today, my co-host Drew Flaggy, and again, Rami and Drew live right here on uh, on YouTube. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple right after tonight's game. Um, he, he said he saw the Kia MVP ladder rankings or whatever the fuck they're called. And Giannis is still third or fourth, I think, behind a few guys. And now Shea Gilgis-Alexander is the new favorite face of, of the NBA because they're constantly looking for a new one every year because anybody but Giannis, even though he's the most consistent superstar in this league, do you think am I am I overly sensitive, or do you think it's you're a national radio host? Do you think it's weird the way that Giannis is treated in the MVP conversation? Uh, yeah, I think the last five years they came out with the right. In the last five years, they gave Giannis two, Jokic two, and Bead one. Mm-hmm. In the that works for everybody, I think. Um, but Giannis 
I really didn't think Jokic should have got three in a row, so I'm glad that Embiid should have got, got it. But Giannis could have got it over Embiid last year. Now, this year, Embiid was playing like it, but obviously he won't get enough games. You might be talking about, uh, I have this here, the NBA MVP straw poll on ESPN.com. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of did like, hey, who would it be? Right now, Jokic has 69 first-place votes. This was just out of 100 people. He got 69 first place, 25 second, three thirds, three fourths, zero fifths. That's 100 out of 100 votes. Okay. Uh, Shay G- Gilgis Alexander got 24 first place, 54 second. He got some thirds, fourths, fifths. 99 people put him on his ballot. Uh, okay. So Giannis ended up in third, mainly because he was voted third. He got only two first place votes, 11 second place votes. 43 third place votes, 24 fourth, and seven fifth. That adds to 87. That means out of 100 NBA people that ESPN polled, 13 of them left Giannis completely off their ballot. And there's been some good, like Jalen Brunson's playing well, and Jason Tatum's always in the mix, and Kawhi and what the Clippers are doing, and Luka. Like there are names to put on the list, but to not think that Giannis is even in the top five. Is, is pretty crazy and i know like he's got dame here now and so one of the things that to bring it back to brock purdy i said purdy can't be the mvp because he's not the mvp on his own team Giannis is still the mvp on this team there's no there's no there's no question about it dame shouldn't have anywhere close to an mvp vote but Giannis should um Jokic, i think that there's more talent on the bucks than the nuggets although i don't know that's that's hard to say but he seems to be more dominant statistically. Um, you know, SGA is playing well. I, like, if you're saying, okay, Giannis is three right now, fine. But to have people vote and not even say he's not top five is, it seems a little picky for some reason. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. And to go back to what you said before, and I think a lot of people, including MVP voters, think this way when you said, in the last five years, Giannis got two, Jokic got two, and Embiid got one. People think too much about, like, the big picture or the narrative or the story. If you give a guy an MVP, like I, before when, when Giannis already had two and he was in contention for his third or when Jokic had two and he was in contention for his third, I heard people going, well, yeah, but then he'll have three. And the last person to have three was Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, Larry Bird, whoever the fuck it was. And Bird. Is, is there Jokic in the same class as that guy? Like that's not, that's not what this is about. This is about who's the most valuable player this season. That that's that's all that this is about. You're overthinking it and you're making it too much about some story or narrative that you want to tell or compare to other stories or narratives and that shit just doesn't matter. And when you talk about this season in particular, I think some people will ding Giannis or knock Giannis for the state of the Bucks, if you will, you know, having fired a head coach, uh, what is it, 39 or 42 games into a season, whatever it was, underachieving in, in a lot of people's eyes after you go and get Dame Lillard as a team. But I would say, despite all that, they've still been the second or the third seed in the Eastern Conference all season. And despite all that, they've still been the fourth or fifth best record in the NBA all season. Like, if this team has been in turmoil and chaos, the only thing keeping them at or near the top has been Giannis. He's never been more valuable. He's never been more deserving of an MVP. 
than he is this year. If you, if you want to look at the overall state of the Bucks and where they are, the reason that they are where they are in terms of whatever positives you want to pull out of this is that guy. Like he's like I said, he's never been more deserving of an MVP. Um, Rami and Drew will be live tonight after Bucks Heat. Check it out, YouTube and uh, Twitter. I was on with him yesterday too. Yes, got some Super Bowl Bucks and Marvel. Uh, YouTube, Twitter, Spotify, Apple. You figured out Apple? Figure out Apple. Yes, I did. So I'm, I might need your help with something. I might need to hire you as a writer for my show. Oh, I want to. I want to come up with. I want to do. You know how we're always like, even with Mahomes. I'm reading this list of all-time great quarterbacks, and it's like, oh well, it's it's uh, Brady, and uh, then there's. I'd have to look at it, but it's like, it goes like Elway and then uh, Otto Graham and then Marino. Like, how do, how do we know enough about Otto Graham to confidently put him in between Elway and Marino? So what I want to do is have that kind of historical debate with, with other things. I want to be like, well, yeah, the Wright brothers invented flight, but they couldn't work with today's tools. Yeah, and Sully, do you know how many of those planes that crashed in the 1930s Sully would have been able to save? The, the Wright brothers have nothing on John Boeing or whatever the fuck the guy's name was that, that, that started Boeing, right? You know, Yeah, the, the, Wright, the Wright brothers were playing in a different era. I mean, they were basically playing against lawyers and farmers. <laughs> yeah, these guys today, you know, they're... They're bred to be engineers and, and or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, More whatever. tools available. You take any of those guys and put them in the Wright Brothers era, we would have been to the moon and the Great Depression never would have happened. Because <laughs> we, we would have been profiting on moon gold. <laughs> so right now, the topic of flight is the only one I've settled on for a good debate. <laughs> okay. That's a good one. I need, I need other... Einstein ain't got shit on Neil deGrasse Tyson. If Amelia Earhart had today's GPS, <laughs> we wouldn't even know who she was. She'd just be an efficient pilot. Crashing in the Bermuda might be the best thing for her legacy. <laughs> Right? <laughs> so it gets ridiculous. Maybe borderline offensive, but <laughs> I love it. I, love so I got it. I got flight. I could I might need more help on other topics. I'll, I'll brainstorm. I'll get back to you. Yeah, I don't want to do like anything too risky. All right. <laughs> but uh hey, you're on a national national network radio, man. You gotta be careful. I think that would be a good segment. I asked you yesterday, and I don't do this with all my guests. I asked you yesterday. I was like, "Hey, is it cool if I post this clip from the show?" I don't want to. I don't want to cause any problems for you over there at at CBS. Well, what's interesting is that it's like when you when you're on a show, it's like okay, I don't want to. I don't want to make the sponsors mad or whatever. I could say something and make like thirteen affiliates mad. That's a <laughs> lot. It's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, be careful. 
<laughs> be careful with this bit, just in general. Just be careful. I think Amelia Earhart's the most uh, controversial I would get. Yeah, that's not too bad. I think we can get away with that. Yeah. I say, like, I'm on the show. Like, I'm not unemployed. You know? I don't know if I want to go down the Hindenburg route. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of famous flights. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think I think I think I got to I think Hindenburg's really because then because then uh, and the, the things I just thought of not to say it's like oh boy yeah I got to be careful with flights <laughs> why <laughs> why <laughs> why for the same reason I'm on watch lists what do you mean why well, you got your apartment it's true that is true I own a house I'm sitting in my house now as we speak. So what else you got going on today? Uh, I was in the middle of cleaning my living room when I talked to you. Um, gonna finish doing that. Take the dog on a little walk. Let him go poopies. Uh, probably hop in the shower, Trader Joe's, and then it's time for uh, the Bucks game, dinner, and a little Robbie and Drew action live after the game. That's my whole day. When are you gonna get the Marvels in your schedule? Uh, maybe tonight. I might be able to do that one tonight. Last night, I decided, what did I watch last night instead? Oh, I've been watching Ted, the Peacock series. I've heard it's funny. Really funny, dude. It's really, really good. It is really, really good. So I watched an episode of Ted. I have watched four different websites do a 25-minute YouTube review on the Deadpool trailer and Easter eggs. Why? I could tell you basically shot for shot how it goes from memory. No, don't. So there's a cake that says happy birthday, Wade. I want to hear this. I do not want to hear this. You didn't see the trailer? You know what looks really terrible is Madam Web. Um, Madam Web, I guess, <coughs> is maybe the worst movie that's ever been made. <laughs> I feel like I've seen uh what's her name? Dakota Johnson. Do I have the right Dakota? Okay. I saw, I've seen her in a few in a few interviews. You know, she's on the press tour. She doesn't seem excited about the movie, or like, or seem like she likes it very much. So what I read, uh, this is non-spoilery, I guess. But what yeah. I read about it is, it's like they made a Madam Web prequel to what you think Madam Web is going to be. <laughs> like you see these images of them in their suits, and you're like. All right, it's something to do like, but they are they barely are in those. Oh, what's the point? It's it's like it's like a prequel of a movie. Nah, I think I'll pass. I might watch it when it comes out on whatever, but I ain't going to the theater. These Sony movies are like they don't. I don't. I don't. It's like they're trying to tank the superhero genre. Yeah, this is like in Marvel's the like okay, we got to slow down. We get it. We heard you. We're gonna we're gonna put out one movie this year. It's gonna be great. Um, it's gonna be Deadpool. And then Sony's like, do you want Madam Web or Craven the Hunter? Or we're going to make a third Venom for some reason. And we're <laughs> going to put them all out at once. This takes place in the Sony Spider-Man universe, right? The one, the one where Venom exists. We don't even know that. They don't, they don't tie into any previous movie that's been made. I fucking from what I understand. Hate it all, Bart. Yeah. Too much. It's getting he says it's Morbin time. 
All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on and staying a little bit. Always my pleasure, dude. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Rami and Drew tonight, right after the game. YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Check it out. Um, yeah, are you getting good interaction or do we need? I mean, always we always welcome more, but it has been it's been positive. Both uh, you know, the online feedback, seeing people out in the streets. I work part-time at the improv comedy club out there in uh in Brookfield, and every now and then people come up and say, Hey, we've heard the podcast, sounds good, man, keep it up, things like that. So uh always appreciate that. Appreciate all y'all. Yeah, you know, you gotta keep grinding. Sir. Yes, sir. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. All right. Yeah, talk to your sponsors. See if they're looking for other, you know, sponsorship opportunities. <laughs> They'll hear this and then they can make their own decision. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> if you need a hookup to Rami, I'll get you his number. Thanks. <laughs> All right, I'll be back with Grant and Paul later in the week. Rami, thank you, buddy. No problem, dude. I'll talk to you again soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.